So we do have a mortal enemy for the show now. I just want to let you guys know that. Is that, that is it that dude from Jakara who hates us? <laughs> no, no. Oh uh, wait, it's Chuck Taylor, isn't it? No, it's not Chuck <laughs> Taylor. It's someone we messaged. I messaged this man because he's very prolific in the wrestling podcasting industry, hoping to <laughs> wait. Get... Wait, did did Cole Cabana block us? No, <laughs> no, he did not block us, but he gave a very passive aggressive "Don't try to take my podcast throne." Because I was like, hey, man, we've, we've been doing a show for, like, a few years. I DM'd him. Hey, we've been doing a show for a few years. Like, do you have any advice on what to do? And literally his reply was, I am a been a big figure in the wrestling industry for almost 20 years. That's why I get viewers. It will be difficult for anyone else to get those kind of numbers. At which point I was like, the gauntlet has been thrown down, Gold Cabana. Welcome to Fight Boys, the show that says, fuck the art of wrestling. I am your host, <laughs> Scott Boom Boom Moore. <laughs> I, am, uh, I, I am not affiliated with this attack on the <laughs> beloved son of Chicago, <laughs> the Dylan. And I'm Phil Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's Scott Boom Boom Moore, classic Dylan, and then uh, CM Blake. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's what we're going with tonight, I guess. That's our energy. We Blake, gotta start off. Blake, do you Blake, do you do you technically owe Scotty five hundred thousand dollars? <laughs> Real awkward Look, for this show. <laughs> um Scotty and fans like him bought my house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gee, we, we, I guess. Is that why you don't have a house? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, this is the kind of energy we need to start off on because it's going to get dark in a few, probably. It's been a real sad week. Like, it started off, like, like before the weekend when I found out that, you know, Scotty's going to be a dad and he just kept that from me for weeks until he could see me in person. Yeah. It, it's okay. He kept it from me until he saw me in person. Show me. I don't. Let me walk you through it. He had like this weird. He had the ultrasound as the background on his phone. I was like, "What the like? What's with the background?" And it was like, "Oh yeah, it's a parasite." And then his girlfriend was like, "Yeah, it's one you can't. I can't really get rid of." And I was just like, "What the? F- did you give her?" You're thinking normally that like obviously it's not a baby. Normal people would have told you well before this point <laughs> that, that their that their significant other was pregnant. No, and proceeded that I just then looked like a jackass. <laughs> oh, yeah, you that... haven't known Scotty long enough to know that that's not how things work with uh, him. Uh, oh yeah, I was like, let me show you, buddy, baby yeah. time. Yes, I don't regret the amount of time you spent in I four traffic. <laughs> Also, to uh, keep up my position as Shillmaster General, I did comment on my Facebook post announcing that I have a baby coming with a plug for the Patreon page. <laughs> how, do you, how do you have friends at this point? Like, how do they not all look at you with just, like, dis- just utter disgust? It's kind of like how me and Blake became friends, which is I yelled at him until he admitted he was my friend. 
It's not at all how we became friends, but I'll let you keep living that. It's like Stockholm Syndrome is what it is, guys. I feel like that's the I feel like that's the un- unintentional subtitle of this podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna fight fight boys the Stockholm syndrome show. Yeah. Um. So should we just get into the biggest news of the week? Because man, yeah, I'm not even gonna like I'm not even gonna try to like because normally you'd say that and then I'd like sub I'd subvert it by saying something that wasn't the biggest news. But this really important and very sad. Because, uh, were either of you, well, I know Dylan wasn't, because I know who the Dylan is. Blake, were you watching live? Uh, no, I was just what, popping into the live thread at the time. Yeah. See, with me, I Raw came on, and I heard Roman's music, and I was like, that's ah, alright, I, I, Roman's just gonna come out, cut a promo for a Crown Jewel, it's whatever, I need to go do work. So I started Because walk- at this point, like, there had been, some rumors had leaked out of this, like, Something's wrong. Rome. Something's wrong with Roman. They're thinking it's like an injury or something. Yeah. And and then, like, if you watch the video, the minute he walks out, you can tell something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Like he's wearing no gear. Period. Like not even a Roman branded shirt. And that was the moment I was like, I was stood up to go to my room, and then I just sat back down. Like, what the fuck's going on? And it reminded me of, like, the Edge retirement promo and, like, all of those kind of promos were, like, it's kind of the sad beauty of pro wrestling or those moments where you're like, oh, wait, this is real at points. Yeah. Like, it, it is It is actually kind of impressive that WWE has managed to, like, condition everybody that the way that they can let the the crowd know that everything is wrong is they just have to have someone come out in normal people clothes. Yeah. And that will and that is the signal like as as soon as like you said as soon as you see the like no branded t-shirt, that's when you that's when you know. Mm-hmm. Him, Debry, like Edge, you're just like, "And let me just this is not going to go nice yeah. places that I want to." Like the minute he was like, "Y'all know me as Roman Reigns." But my actual name is Joe. And I, I was like, don't do this to me, Joe. You're about to destroy me. And it was like, because I've, I've watched the promo and I hasn't gotten all the way through it because it's just really like, for me as a person, hard to watch because it hurts. Yeah. Hmm. Um, And you know... Just from the way he's walking, the way he's moving, the way he's talking and saying things that something big. And it was a big, it was a horrible big, announcement. Big thing. And props to literally everyone in the wrestling community, with like very few exceptions who I don't want to rant about. But everyone got behind him. Like, even, like, New Japan, other companies were tweeting out in support. And it was probably the most love I ever saw come together towards one entity in pro wrestling ever. Yeah, because especially in the business, I think everyone has some respect for Roman. Like, they, for, like, his work ethic, for how he is backstage because it's well reported that he's just a nice dude oh yeah um it's also the other oh oh no go ahead 
It, I say it's also the other thing where uh, cancer is not, unfortunately, not very, or is is slightly common, especially if you've been in the business long enough to where you were in the Indies. Like, there's multiple cases across companies on every continent of it happening, and then like if you know enough people, and you know, cancer affects a certain number of people. So there's that aspect of it too. Just to have those two things come together, very public figure, very well known and respected. With that, is very. Also, also the fact that he he like announced that he had had it for years, and no one knew, like like they even showed like like back whenever when they were doing like stuff about Roman's history, they were like, yeah, he had a serious illness that caused him to have to uh, a serious like ailment or that the caused him to have to leave football, and like everybody was like, oh, okay, you know, whatever, and then he was like, yeah. You know, I, I fought leukemia. Like, that thing, like, his entire story about what got him into WWE and, like, why he was so loyal to the company was probably the purest, like, face promo I've ever heard in my natural life. Like, 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 I, like, like I'm pretty sure 90% of the internet wrestling community was like, well, we all won. Oh, oh what happened? I feel slightly ill because I 180'd so fast on this. I, I don't. One of my favorite. <laughs> One of my favorite tweets I've seen in regards to this whole situation is for after he does kick leukemia's ass, they go, I feel bad for the roof of the building that Roman Reigns makes his return in. Because <laughs> it will be destroyed. Well, there also is that unfortunate and very, very sad truth that there is a chance, an unknown chance, that Roman Reigns isn't going to come back. And while that hasn't really set in because it's, WWE, and it's been fortunately a number of years uh, since they've lost an active roster member. Like, this is a, it's a very real possibility. Like, yes, Roman Reigns looks healthy and everything, but leukemia can very likely, depending on the severity, you know, bring him down. And that is something I don't think we're all acknowledging, but like, will likely become a greater reality. And I do fear for what happens if that is the case. Yeah. Uh, because not only for the business, but the fact that he has a family, um, and that an illness like this, if the worst should happen, it's just really hard on everybody that that person knows. And when you're such a public figure, even, mm -hmm. um, though your character isn't as well liked as, um, among everybody in the business, he's still pretty damn well respected. And to know that there's a possibility that we might lose him is really heavy. And I, it's going to take a while for people to admit that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's, I think we get, guys, it's been 10 minutes and this is about to become like just called sad boys if we can. <laughs> so oh, I will say, however, though, um, can we just use this to segue into the heel turn that was caused by Oh, it? yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say, like, because I've seen some it, people online being like, y'all couldn't wait a week? Why did you do this now? And I'm like... So I'm, of, I'm of two minds on it. I'm, I'm with you, but I'm of, I'm of two minds on it. On the one hand, that is, like, everybody after that heaviness really did, a, like, a go, need a go-home, feel-good moment, like, hey, life's going to be okay. But on the other hand, WWE and, like true them fashion was like there is no other time that we can do this that he will ever be booed if you had waited one more week then it then like the yeah. whole thing would have been more sympathetic it was like well yeah after a week like dean just lost it with grief or whatever the fact that he did it that night 
out of well, nowhere after winning the titles. Yeah, it was is, literally the worst time to do it, and therefore the best time to do it. Yeah. Like... Because I just... I think that Paul Heyman summed it up in his promo, <laughs> is that because throughout wrestling... And some of the angles that have come up afterwards can be questionable, but when something big like this happens, when there's a huge retirement, when unfortunately someone has passed on that's a member of the roster, the show is always gone on. And Paul brought up the fact that this show's still got to go on because... And I would like to c- congratulate the new Universal Champion Braun Strowman on. Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh. Uh, okay, I just opened up the show notes, and I guess we do need a bit of levity. Blake, did you just add the word "butts" to our show notes? Uh, yeah, we're talking about the newest uh hot free agent in the business, Carl Butts. Carl Butts. Isn't that one of the characters from uh, from Family Jewels on Development Managed? No, I think you're thinking of Big Tuck Boner. Uh, uh, there you go. Yeah. Sorry. Now, so I many wait. so many great wrestlers on that roster and show. <laughs> oh, it's just a five star classic of a yeah. of a pay per view. I will say that the Dean turn was not my favorite turn of the night. My favorite was fucking Elias beating the shit out of Baron Corbin with a guitar. He did really just go in on that. Like, I'm very happy that they've decided to do that finally. Yeah. Well, I think I, I'm I'm worried about it because he's been such a great heat magnet for the last year mm-hmm. that they. I I know I know they like they they flopped it. Like I guess there's a there's a ratio they have to have. So they're like, well, Dean's moving over here. We have to move Elias over. We moved Bobby over, and then we moved Kevin, but we lost Kevin. Yeah. Uh, like. The numbers are off. And oh, Elias has shown, but I mean, but wait, now, Bob, now Bobby yeah. Lashley's injured, so we don't have Bobby anymore, so now let's move someone else. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> like, Drew, I, honestly, I don't know who the face at Crown Jewels, Crown Jewel is. Are you talking about? Because it was, like, like, between Lesnar and Strowman. Oh, it's, I think it's Strowman now. Really? Because he came down and interrupted the Shield match only to, like, everybody's way behind Drew. Like, literally, he's Scottish He's Scottish Superman to them. Yeah. Like, with his freakish athleticism build and now wonderful facial hair. There's no one who's not looking at, at Drew McIntyre being like, can we put him in that triple threat? I'd give, give him that, that ridiculous, like... Corvette cherry red belt. Let him let him run with oh, it. Oh yeah. Um also speaking of, since we talked about who's gonna be the face of it, well we don't even know where it's gonna be on the face of this earth because currently on the event schedule, WWE Crown Jewel is listed as taking place in null null. And yeah. parts unknown. Parts unknown. I've heard, I'm telling you, there's there's going to be a lot of Saudi fans in that crowd. <laughs> I, I've heard a lot of rumors about it taking place in New York. Which, I mean, yeah, that's an easy out for them, and I'm fine with that. See, I've, but... I've heard a lot of rumors of it taking place in Corpus Christi, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> no. Also known as where also known as where pops go to die. Oh, yeah. No, pop sockets, pop vinyls, pop figures. 
And any and all joy for pro wrestling. I've heard it's going to be taking place in a basement in Connecticut with, like, crowd CGI'd in around them. Oh, it's going to be in a bingo hall. The Miz is very upset. It's like, son of a... Miz and Baron Corbin. They're both like, this is <laughs> bullshit. I do, I do feel bad because wherever they go, it'll be like Shawn Michaels came out of retirement for this. For Corpus Christi. <laughs> Corpus Christi. If they get anywhere other than New York, it's going to be a real disappointment. They end up in Iowa. That'd be a great. It's like, yeah, look, Seth Rollins wins in front of his home crown, a home crown in Des Moines, Iowa. The twelve people there were really happy. I will say, uh. I had a moment of kind of panic, of like panic and also kind of joy of like, if this happens in Saudi Arabia. Some fucked up shit might happen, and then it might spark a new world war, and we can say, as wrestling fans, that one's ours. We started this one. World War Three is on us. Yeah, except they're not going to do that. Oh, yeah. Because John Cena and Daniel Bryan are like, we're not going. And... Yeah. They're both I... so adamant, like, when... Especially Cena right now. Bryan doesn't have as much, like... Him not being there doesn't have as much pull... But, but he is Cena very refusing... adamant about it, little fucking, like, like Oregon liberal v- vegan man that he is. Vegan hippie man but, that well, he is. Well, I will say he does have a little bit of extra pull because he is in the WWE Championship match. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's true. They do kind of need him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when they can pull off, like, a last minute Finn Balor match when AJ doesn't have an opponent like they did last year. I still think that they oh, yeah. could do something like that, but uh, God, I hope they don't fuck up the aftermath of it like they did for that one. <laughs> they really did, but yeah, not seeing someone for their uh, advertised championship match, maybe. Yeah, mm. I don't know the whole. I can see why Cena like. Other than I don't know what his personal views on it are, but he's just gonna. There would be a lot of fallout for his other career if he decided to do that. John Cena yeah, acting. Yeah, here's John Cena's feelings. I don't want to die. I just worked real hard to get this body, and I don't want to lose it. Listen, I don't want to start a like war. I I have like my banner on the back of mine says stuff about America, and we're in the middle of like an actual political conflict. Yeah, yeah. Now, d- did you hear about Jericho talking about his alleged greatest Royal Rumble match, the Taker match? No. Uh, please inform me. Uh, well, uh, it was also around the same time he had that Naito match, so he called mm-hmm. Vince, and Vince was like, "We want you to wrestle Taker in a casket match." Okay, cool. Well, just so you know, I've got this match against Naito for New Japan. Oh, okay. And he was apparently really cordial and really nice about it. And then later, he calls him back and goes, Well, sorry, the Saudi prince says he wants Rusev to be in that casket match. At which point, Jericho responds with like, Said no one ever! What? (laughs) So, yeah. Love Wait, was this before or after they originally announced Rusev to be in that match, Both. and then Rusev said some shit? No, this so was went, after. The match was announced, Rusev said some shit, uh, Jericho, Jericho is, uh, uh, Rusev no longer best friend, Jericho is now best friend, uh, Saudi Prince says, no, I want Rusev Day in Saudi, Saudi Arabia, Rusev wrestles Undertaker, loses casket match. 
Super happy fun time, yeah. Yes. That's my favorite anime. Mm-hmm. I just feel like WWE is going into a panic mode where either... Re- it's going to be like the Attitude Era. Really good things and really bad things are all going to start happening. Like, we're going to have some weird May Young birthing a hand bullshit, but we're also going to have some really good promos and some awesome shit like Elias. So this is this sounds terrible, but um, without the vehicle of, um, I guess, normalcy for booking and for, for writing, which is Roman Reigns, Roman, lol, Roman Reigns wins, uh, it is going to force them to get creative. Yeah. Uh, which is bad for creative because they don't know how to do that. <laughs> but <laughs> they're going to have to start booking Styles and Brian and, like, you know, McIntyre and Seth and Dean into bigger roles in the show. Braun, hopefully. God, don't give the belt back to to Brock. I Please. Please, Jesus. Yeah. Let just, just legitimize Strowman and then have Strowman lose to McIntyre and have McIntyre be the monster slayer. That's fine. He can take up that new role. He's he's Scottish. Oddly enough, that adds legitimacy to it. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks like he could take your fucking head off. Yeah. He can. He can. You ever see the old PWG match with him and uh Mike Bailey? Where where like Mike Bailey got over with the crowd by literally being murdered seven times and still winning a match. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> yeah, that's that's essentially what it is. Is that's how that's how you you get him over by having him clay more people into the stratosphere, and then you have somebody get over by beating him by surviving being claymored seven times into the stratosphere. It's a win win. So. Yeah. Oh, anyway, did all we... of this, all of these things happened, and you know what didn't happen? Any go home activity for WWD Evolution. WWD Forty Evolution. Well, no, we can talk about that in the predictions because no, hold on a second, really quickly though, Scotty. I see that you have like predictions for Evolution penciled in for this next segment, but Evolution can't be this week. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know what it is. Like, there's no way, because there's literally nothing that's told me that Evolution is this Sunday. What are you talking about? There's no blow-off match. There's no contract signing. There was- Nobody came out and like was like, this Sunday. And that's WWE's favorite thing to do. Well, they, hold on. None of it. It, there- didn't, close either. it didn't close either show. There wa- well, firstly, there was a contract signing. It was the first ever peaceful contract signing in WWE history. They did a bunch of shitty battle royal spots, and then Becky and Charlotte got into a brawl not in the arena. <laughs> like, 500 miles away in Florida, they got into a brawl to promote it. That that brawl was closer to me than it was to the arena that they were in that <laughs> night. Yeah. But uh, speaking of NXT, Johnny Gargano attacked Aleister Black in a turn that no one saw coming. Honestly, when you think about it, it's the perfect way to do that. Because yeah. like the storyline will likely be, I got rid of you because I wanted to take out Chomp on my own. And then that happened. Yeah. And then it's like that thing where like the deviation, the obsession that, like, Champa had has led him to full heal. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. It's the best feud, like, writing, long-term booking WWE has ever had. 
I'm just ever the reason I said it. I love it, but the people online who are just like, "What? How could he have done this? How could it have been Gargano?" I'm like, very fucking easily. I think I called it the week it happened. Actually, like, matter of fact, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, does I like this because this is all of like the uh, all of like the this had all the intrigue of who hurt Hideo Itami, but with actual payoff. Yeah. <laughs> Now, my favorite was still when, uh, right before it was revealed that Gargano attacked him, when fucking Alistair's walking to the ring, black massing everyone in his path. It was like Shawn Michaels, what's your name? Stan? Pap! I just kicked Stan! (laughs) I just roundhouse kicked half of the staff of this building. He walks in, and then fucking, I think it was, Ki- was it Killian? No, it was, um, shit, what's his name? Big fucker. Lars. Oh, Lars Ulrich? Yeah, it was yeah. Lars, and Lars just, like, tries to get in the ring, not even looking like he's about to attack him, and then he just gets kicked in the face. He kicked so many fucking people in the face, and it was the best segment, because he got immediate comeuppance when he got kicked in the face by Johnny Gargano. Uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a good takeover. Oh, yeah. But you know who- sh- Stuff like this makes me almost consider buying the WWE Network. Mm-hmm. Stuff like this, stuff like this and when OSW reminds me that there's fun things that happened in the past, it's just like everything that's happening in the present for the main roster is just like, I can't, then they'll think they're winning. <laughs> yeah. But hey, you remember all this old stuff, we're going to draw you in with it, but all the new stuff's shite. Now wait, hold <laughs> on guys, Camp WWE is fucking amazing. Oh yes, it's wonderful. And Have they released any new episodes since the last few? I thought they did, and I can't remember if I watched them, but you know who else is amazing, guys? Um, the uh, Jericho Cruise, which is now sold out. It's going to be the worst smelling cruise on the seven seas. Yes. Patreon.com slash BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. That's the website where you can go to support all of your favorite BS network programs from a load of BS to Fight Boys. And you get special perks. You get access to our exclusive Discord. You get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week. Like the Dark Lord himself, Ghazi. I'm trying not to say bad shit about Ghazi. Try it. Yeah, don't. Try it. Don't. <sighs> don't. You just shit yourself like you look like you're about to instead. I wish Johnny... We need him, damn it! I wish Johnny Gargano kicked you in the face instead. I'm sorry! And now it's time to go into everyone's favorite segment of the show. Oh no, it's Gazi. He just got kicked in the face. Oh no! What's your name? Gazi. Pow! Just get Gazi. It's time for everyone's favorite segment of the show, Dist Watch. But I feel like it should also be a Trent Watch. Because Trent cut a fucking great, goofy-ass promo about how he's better at wrestling than Cody Rhodes. Oh, I haven't heard of that one. Wait, did you did you, did you you listen to the, the, the great one? Because there was one that he and, uh, and Chuck cut in New Japan. And Chuck's just spouting nonsense, and then he's spouting nonsense, and somebody posted it, and um, Chuck's Chuck's response to it was like, it's like Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes cutting a promo together, (laughs) and Trent's was much more realistic. He's like, the cool thing about our promos is that they're not good. (laughs) 
Yeah, daddy. Um, no. Also, don't worry about that because I've penciled us in for three watch slots: um, Dust Watch, Super Dust Watch, and Super du- Mega Dust Watch Supreme. Ooh, for this week. That reminds me. Next time we see Chuck Taylor, we should bring him Taco Bell. Oh yeah, dude. We should bribe him. Yes, I'll bring him a Mexican pizza. <laughs> I did tell him that if he followed us, I would name my firstborn child after him, which uh, now I kind of hope he doesn't follow us for like nine months. <laughs> Just enough time to where I get, I mean, like Charlie would be a cute name and we could shorten it to Chuck. No, no, you just name him Dustin. Dustin. Just, yep. Well, if it's a girl. Dustin Moore. Dustin Moore. Okay. And you still name them Dustin. Yeah. <laughs> If it's and they'll gr- be the best, and they'll be the best female wrestler ever. By the way, if you, if you, when your child is born, if they become a wrestler, you have to subtly slip in Chuck Taylor moves, like, like into their repertoire. Yeah. <laughs> Never tell them why, but like, yeah, you should totally do this and be like, yeah, Gail Kim used to do it or something, and you're just like, yeah, Chuck Taylor. <laughs> you have them do the awful waffle. Nobody will be doing that move then. It'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey at sexy Chucky T. Sick promos this last week in New Japan. <laughs> Sick promos in New Japan. We, when are they gonna? When are they gonna put you guys in the main event? We definitely think. <laughs> hold on. We def think hashtag Greg can beat Stardust. Did he call him Stardust in that promo we cut? Uh, no, he actually did the opposite. I think he said something like, I'm not gonna talk about your family, I'm not gonna talk about Stardust, I'm just gonna say it. I'm here. Give me a title shot. It was actually pretty dope. Yeah, because I'm 90% sure he's winning that belt, because um, there's like they're not gonna let Cody hold it, because Cody's likely building up this will-they-won't-they they storyline, because he, he tweeted today that he's like, yeah... Bullet Club is Jay's thing now. It's cool being a part of it. Yeah, he was like, "I'm not in, I'm not in Bullet Club anymore." I mean, they're technically not because because the elite is now what they're calling it. That's that's probably going to be the big announcement on on January first. Yeah, whenever they're not at Marty's New Year's Day party. <laughs> that makes me feel bad because that if it's like a WWE thing, that's just like, well, Marty's not coming because he had a party today. Mom said Marty had to go home. Mom said Marty had to go home. Well, guys, I don't think I didn't know I didn't know about this, but apparently there's a pay per view this weekend, and it's JWF Oops All Dudes featuring all your favorite superstars. <laughs> no, no, it's JWF Oops All Dudes featuring all your JWF dudes. <laughs> By the way, Oops All Dudes, you should change everybody's outfits to be swimwear. Just a bunch of dudes in board shorts board and shorts. <laughs> because, because it's a cruise. Because sexism, sexism goes both ways. Yeah. I don't know. Our dudes are pretty sexy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, there's only eight matches. Match number seven of which are that battle royal. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, match number one, Sasha Banks, ba- when the fuck did this get announced? Sasha Banks, Bailey, and oh. Natty versus Riot Squad. This happened, like, literally earlier yesterday, maybe? Or maybe earlier today. Oh, no, fuck it. 
Yeah. <laughs> Pay-per-view is Sunday. We need we need we need more people for not oops all dudes. <laughs> um I'm uh, going Riot Squad. Yeah, I was gonna go Riot Squad. I'm gonna say this is one of the dumb feel-good matches, and I'm gonna say Sasha Bailey and Natty. Alright. Uh women's battle royal. Do we wanna play normal rules? You get a raw, a smackdown, and a free agent? Yeah. Alright. Okay. Me. Let's pick our Raws. Okay. Is Ember Moon on Raw or SmackDown? She's on Raw. Okay, she's my Raw. She's my Raw as well. And, ooh, nope, Nia Jax. Um, I assume that they're going to double dip people, so I'm going to go with uh, Ruby Riot. But if they, for some reason, don't have a member of the roster, I'll also go Ember Moon. Oh, wait, no, I'm going to say Tamina. T- so we got Ruby Riot... Tamina and Ember Moon. Ember Moon. Okay, now from and then I sub pick Ember Moon on the off chance that they don't for some reason double dip like they do for every other Rumble. Okay. Uh, oh Smackdown. yeah. No one is ready for Oscar. <laughs> I thought you were just gonna say no one from Smackdown is winning this. That was that. If Oscar wasn't on the show, that was gonna be my pick. Yep. <laughs> I mean, anytime Oscar's in something, I pick her. Which this is gonna suck because we've already had the same two picks. Uh, listen. Oh well. I believe, technically, I believe Scotty's ahead of us. We're just trying to catch up. That's true. I'm gonna say we can fight it. We can fight it out later. This is like the 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 dogs of war tag team. <laughs> Your I'm I'm McIntyre. Your Ziggler will fight later. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. I'm gonna say Naomi. And now your see Scotty gets to make these kind of picks though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, by the way, I have a chance to go like go do better the rest of the year. Unfortunately, due to Roman Reigns not being an active competitor, because now I don't have to pick against him every pay per view. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, free agents, and I'm gonna say you can pick either one that's been announced or a mystery person. I don't even know who's announced for this fucking thing. Uh, Tori Wilson, Michelle McCool, Alundra Blaze, Ivory, Kelly Kelly, Molly Holly. That's your options. No Beth Phoenix? No, Beth is not. I think Beth is doing commentary. Oh, that's right. Did they announce any NXT people? Um, not for this. Uh, I'm gonna go with whatever they're calling... Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane, okay. Yeah. Blake? Uh, fuck it, I'm gonna go old school and throw it away and just say Molly Holly, because she's great. And I'm gonna throw away my answer and say AJ Lee. (laughs) Ooh, I kinda threw mine, like, still in the fence. (laughs) (laughs) He hit the apartment complex next to the field. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Trish Stratus and Lita versus Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. This match may be changed. No, this match is a hundred percent changed, considering one of those four people has a concussion. Well, no, I read something earlier where it said Mickey James cons- f- confirms Alexa Bliss will be at Evolution, but it may be yeah, as her manager. Yeah, that's where Nia's coming in. It's going to be Mickey and Nia. Should wait. Hold on. Are we just going to guess who the partner's going to be? Because I'm going to say Foxy. I was, okay, you apparently want Mickey James to lose. Good for you. I'm just, um, I'm just saying, who attacked uh, 
team besties for business. It was Alicia Fox and uh, fucking Mickey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that, like, I feel that sh- if this were, like, Alexa in the match, then Alexa and Mickey would have had good odds to win it. But right now, the way things have gone, it's, it's Trish and Lita. Like, yeah. come on now. So all three of us have Lita and Trish? Yeah, because the Divas have to win the pay-per-view about Evolution. Yeah. Uh, Tony Storm versus Io Shirai. Oh, God, that match is... I almost want to watch this pay-per-view for that match. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, Io Shirai. Tony Storm. Uh, you having fun there, buddy? Chewing no. on your pen? Io Shirai. Okay. Uh, Rhea Ripley versus To Be Determined? What? Because, cause, um, I don't know. I'm going to go with To Be Determined. Because they've been being building Rhea Ripley as a bitch on Twitter. And they're going to probably give her a come up. I thought you were about to be like, they've been building up To Be Determined in the recent weeks. She's looking real strong headed into this match. I mean, she's looking stronger than half the women's roster has in the last three months. Ooh. Yeah, she's been killing I'm it. I'm going to say Rhea Ripley. Yeah, I'm going to go with Rhea. Watch, that's where Foxy shows up and just <laughs> smokes Rhea Ripley. Yeah. Uh, Kyrie Sane versus Shayna Baszler. Oh, that's one. That one's for the it, the championship, right? Yep. Uh oh, shit. She's probably not going to be in the, the the battle royal then. Shit, I, I don't know this card. I apologize. You're fine. I freely admit I don't know this card. Uh, so I have to go change that pick from way back then. Uh. Here, let me. Let, you guys all threw threw away your earlier one. I'll change mine from Kyrie Sane to Kelly Kelly. There, we all. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm gonna pick Kyrie Sane for this match. I pick Sane as well. I mean, you always bet on Kyrie. Yeah. By the way, did you see? This was weeks ago, but uh, by the way, Shayna Baszler and like the the four horse women that are like MMA to pro wrestling. Have to be some of my favorite thing just for their reactions. But uh, Chyna Baszler posted this video where she was like, "Yeah, when you do uh, like intertwined legs, like submission, whatever, I like to do the fucking sharpshooter." And she showed how you apply a sharpshooter while doing legit MMA, whatever. Yeah. Oh. I was, and, and the whole time I was like, "That's the biggest baby face thing you've ever done." <laughs> Can you pull this out out during, like, the fucking match? Mm-hmm. That'd be amazing. All right. Yeah. Uh, what I'm going to call match of the night, Becky versus Charlotte in the first ever last woman standing match. Um, Becky always Becky. Becky, oh, yeah. We're going to dream board this into continual existence, Scotty. Look at me. Always Look be- at me. If you choose Charlotte, I will come to Birmingham and fuck you up. I always, I know. This time I'm definitely betting on Bex. Alright. Yep. Ronda- you gotta wear the vest, too. Yes. <laughs> For Roman and Becky. Mm-hmm. Ronda Rousey versus Nikki Bella. And the, what's- Ronda Rousey for my sanity. Ronda Rousey <laughs> for my sanity. So help me God if they give it to Nikki Bella. So I'm gonna me- die. Listen, I understand, I understand the Bellows are portraying characters. And, like, also, it's not cool for Ronda Rousey to be, like, slut-shaming. 
in this day and age. Well, right, because there's a lot to go into. But yeah, because the Bellas are putting her over as like legit threat, and she's just like dismissing them. Which I mean, in real life, is kind of how she treated people. Because Ronda Rousey is known to be not a great person at times. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, no, there's no way that Nikki Bella shows up and fights. I honestly, I have no idea. Unless they put Asuka on Raw, I don't know who the fuck they're ever going to get to take that belt off of her. Yeah. Um, it's turning into a real Brock situation, which kind of makes me want this match to be like, you remember that SummerSlam match? With John Cena. That SummerSlam match. I want, yeah, I want, I want, I want that to be their callback. Is like, Ronda Rousey has just taken Nikki Bella to Suplex City. Yeah. Well, no, here's But what... it's Armbar City. She keeps tapping Nikki Bella out, then letting her off just before, and then putting her in another submission hold. Here's what I think, and this would be a good... This is fantasy booking 100% because it will not happen. Brie keeps... Okay, fuck, Brie keeps interfering. Brie keeps interfering. Shayna comes out to counteract Brie. Ronda beats Nikki at Survivor Series. You get four horsewomen versus the Bellas and then, like, two other heels. Because, like, I don't know how well, WWE would, would handle... That would work if the other two horsewomen had any TV presence in NXT. Oh, yeah. At all. Well, then again, then again, Sarah Logan and, like, Mandy Rose didn't really have much of a presence when they got called up. Right. So, that's not really a, a disqualifier. Okay. That's actually viable. Yeah. You see, I got that's the, ideas. That's the, that's the most realistic. You do, you do have ideas. They're not great, but they're there. I appreciate them. <laughs> Look, I, and I only agree with Dylan on this because that means that I would be wrong. And I don't like being wrong. Come on now. So we all got Rhonda? Yeah. Alright. And that's WWE Evolution. A pay-per-view that they don't care about because they were really worried about their ultra-problematic Saudi Arabia pay-per-view. That they were... And also, who cares? It's just chicks. Yeah. <laughs> Damn! That was Dylan. Hot takes, Dylan. <laughs> that was Dylan oh. speaking from the perspective of WWE employees and not his own personal opinion. Uh, that was that was specifically Dylan channeling Vincent Kennedy McMahon <laughs> yeah. for a moment, who's no longer going to be at all the tapings anymore. Oh yeah, I did see yeah. that. VK, VKM cutting back, likely so he can get Alpha Male Productions in the XFL. Yep. Because you know Vince, he'll keep working till the day he dies. He just depends on what he's working on. Yep. Yeah. And you know what I've been working on this week? Really terrible children's names. Now look, don't you talk about Griffin Danger more like that. <laughs> no gimmicks required. Steve at the Samurai more. <laughs> what? Steve. What happened to Harley Stud more? Harley Stud. <laughs> But I've also More. been working on some sick-ass merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. That's right, that's where you can get merch for all your favorite BS shows from below to BS, fun fiction, fight boys. And out there, they even got merch for your favorite JWF superstars. Take it from me, Merchandise Stanley. We got merch for Blake Tanner, Scotty Moore, all your favorites. Do you remember Griffin Clouds? The BS Network remembers. Hey, hey, Scotty, can we do a sidebar while while this guy's talking? Yeah. Scotty, um, 
Who the fuck is this? <laughs> that's uh, that's Merch Dan. I just hired him. He's this. He's the new guy. He really delivers those merch plugs really well. Oh, we got merch over for this guy and all the spawns. How much are we paying him? Oh, also, where did we, when did we get money? Oh man, well, yeah, I am not. How are we paying? Him? I'm not paying him. He just kind of I give him hits off my vape when he does a good job. I'm gonna get a hit off of that vape. Gonna be some good grape juice in my mouth. Let me tell you something right now. Yeah, well, make sure to get you some good another. Scotty, whatever you do, don't take any needles from that guy. <laughs> when did also? When did he turn Cajun? Now, boys, you can get it merch dot a load of pure BS dot com. All right, thank you, merch Dan. Brand new guy here. Oh, but guys, we've talked. Do you remember back when we used to have like plugs for like there was like a week where we had actual plugs for like companies? Remember that? Oh, that was good time. Well, we still have audible.com or audibletrial.com slash BS network. It's just, you know, wrestling fans don't read. Uh, <laughs> so they could read wrestling books. Yeah. So, but right now, I think the th- only words they need to read are now live. JWF. Let's go over to it. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night War, and I am your host, Silver Spoon, joined as always by the head dude master himself. It is Captain Tibbs. And, Sales, let me tell you something. I'm about to be ready to dude master up this weekend. That's right, because we're getting ready to go straight to the Oops All Dudes pay-per-view, the world's first ever all-male wrestling pay-per-view. Ah, oh, Sills, I spilled all my dudes. That's right, you're gonna have to get all them dudes up. But of course, uh, when we think about this pay-per-view, we've got some amazing things announced as we've got the Hammerman taking on Griffin Clouds and what's gonna be an amazing Falls Count Anywhere brawl. And then, of course, in the main event, we're going to have Blake Tanner taking on our current JWF champion, Brunch Boy, Baron Corbin, in an all-out street fight. And, Tibbs, I don't know how I feel about this. Neither do I, Sills, but I will tell you one thing. I'm tired of having brunch every night for catering. That's right, but unfortunately, as long as Brunch Boy's champion, what he says goes, and we're hoping Blake Tanner will be the one to dethrone him. But uh, as a horrible thing that I keep putting in contrast. That's right, Tibbs. But of course, the Brunch Boy decided to make him a brand new show. He found it offensive that we've only had one interviewer, so he decided to step in and make an interview show of his own. And that show is starting right now. Let's go to the ring. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Brunch Hour. The brand new segment here on JWF Monday Night War, where I, Brunch Boy Baron, your JWF World Heavyweight Champion, take you inside the minds of some of the greatest superstars in JWF history. And today, I've got a guest who I think a lot of people, they they don't think I'm a fan of him. They They think I despise him, but the truth is... I don't really think of him at all. I mean, he's not really a concern in my head. He's simply a small roadblock on my way to superstardom. And I'm going to beat him this Sunday at Oops All Dudes 
But for now, let's bring him to the ring. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Mr. Blake Tanner. All right, Tibbs, it looks like Blake Tanner. I, I mean, I don't know how Blake's going to feel after that announcement from Baron. How do you feel about that? Well, I, I'm just confused by who gave him clearance to do his own interview section, so That's right, Tibbs, but Blake Tanner's music's playing. The crowd is jumping off their feet, and here he comes. Well, that's not... Tibbs, that's not Blake Tanner at all. What in the world? What is this? That's Silverback. What in the world is Silverback Monsoon coming out dressed up like Blake Tanner? This is this is ridiculous. I mean, the Baron is making a mockery of the number one contender right now. Well, although I'm not paying him to be here tonight. That's right. Let's hear what Baron's got to say about this. Wow, Blake. My buddy, you are looking better than usual, my man. Looks like you're getting ready for our match this Sunday. Now, now, let me ask you, how does it feel knowing that you're stepping in the ring this Sunday against a veritable legend? I, I, I think... Just going through, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be, be be an honor for me, Blake Tanner, to step in the ring with the great brunch boy Baron, but I, I don't think it's going to be easy. I, if I can fight Baron, because I'm going to be fighting man, I, I think it's going to be a, important to remember that... that he stands best. Um, isn't that adorable, ladies and gentlemen? He thinks he's got a fighting chance against me this Sunday. Well, Blake, let me tell you, it's going to be an honor sharing the ring with you as well for your last match. Oh my god! Tibbs and Brunch Boy absolutely laying out Silverback with a big boot beating him down. Uh, this is horrifying to see, and I know Silverback does not enjoy this. You can't do that! That's not legal! That's right. Oh, but wait! Sounds like the music of the real Blake Tanner is playing, and he certainly doesn't look happy as he rushes down to the ring. Tibbs, let me tell you something. Blake Tanner looks furious. I would be, too, if I was disrespected in such a way by a brunch-tastic bastard like that. That's right. Rushing Baron Corbin is uh, Blake Tanner delivering a huge clothesline. Baron's trying to make it to his feet, but Blake Tanner bouncing off the ropes, going for the Blake out. Oh, but before he can land it, Baron rolling out of the ring. Oh, but I think Blake Tanner, he's got a trick up his sleeve looking down at, I guess, his mini-me, Silverback, dressed up as Blake. Oh, but he's picked up Silverback. He's held, What? He's holding Silverback over his head. Look at the strength of Blake Tanner as he throws him. Like a fastball straight into the body of Brunch Boy Baron, and I don't think the champion was expecting this, Tibbs. I did not condone hitting a man with another man in this situation. That's right, but I mean, Blake Tanner, the crowd's going crazy for him. And uh, here's hoping this is that kind of aggression we're going to see from him this Sunday, and it may lead to him regaining that JWF championship. We can only hope. That's right, Tibbs. And of course, speaking of other matches that I know you have a vested interest in, let's talk about a match, a match of sibling rivalry, if you will, a match between the Hammer Man and Griffin Clowns. Now, of course, a, a few weeks ago, uh, during a match against the Dylan, Griffin Clouds came out and assaulted the Hammer Man before later claiming that under the mask of the Hammer Man was actually Travis Clouds, a man who was banned from this company alongside Dylan, or alongside Griffin, excuse me, about a year ago, making his return underneath that mask. I mean, Tibbs, how do you react to that accusation? I just, I still can't believe it, Sills. This is, 
nothing but utter blasphemy against the Hammer Man, my boy. That's right, and I mean, I know the Hammer Man doesn't like it. That's why he's accepted a match, a stipulation at Oops All Dudes. Of course, we know if the Hammer Man wins, Griffin will be forced to leave the company once again. But if Griffin wins, that will mean the Hammer Man must unmask, revealing his identity to the world, and join the VWO, reforming one of the most devastating groups in JWF history. This may lead to the end of the JWF if this happens, Tibbs. Listen, Sills, if that happens, and if for some magical reason Travis Clouds returns... We have beaten them back once. We can do it again. That's right, Tibbs. And, of course, Griffin Clouds is backstage with one of our top interviewers. So let's go have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, Dodd the Dodd McDonald here with Griffin Clouds. Now, Griffin, last week you assaulted the Hammerman during his semifinal match for the King of the Steel City Tournament, costing him a spot in the finals, costing a man who you've called to be your own brother a chance to become JWF champion. I mean, you two already had a match scheduled for Oops All Dudes. Why Why press the issue? Why press the issue? I don't think you understand what I'm getting at, so let me spell it out real plain and real simply for you, Mr. McDonald. What I did last week was for my brother, Travis Clouds. I'm sorry, let me correct that. What I did for the Hammer Man was for his own good. Because I don't want him to have any excuses come oops all dudes. I don't want him to be able to say that his loss to me was because he was already banged up from the tournament. No, I want the Hammerman at 100% at his best so I can prove that I am truly the better man than him. I want to beat him into the mat. I want to bludgeon him all I want six ways to Sunday. I want my brother back, McDonald. Because as far as I'm concerned, the Hammerman is just a shell of the beautiful boy that Travis Clouds once was. Travis Clouds, he was a man with a killer instinct, a vicious man that would still do anything for his family. But now, he apparently has a new family. The JWF family. And I'm sorry, but the JWF family is just a bunch of losers that can't back up anything that they put their minds to because all they do is sit in that audience. And they have done nothing, not one single thing for Travis Clouds. I helped him win championships. I made him a star and he was grateful. But is he grateful for it anymore? No. Actually, you know what? I'm going to retract that statement. Travis has never been grateful for me, for anything that I have done for him. He has always been an ungrateful, sniveling brat. And this Sunday, I'm going to treat him just like that. At Oops All Dudes, I'm going to beat him all around the arena, and then I'm going to rip his mask off 
and drag him, kicking and screaming, back into the VWO. Uh, oops, all dudes. I'm going to force Travis to see things my way, whether he wants to or not. Well, Tibbs, some ominous words coming from Griffin Clouds there. I mean, I mean... It sounds like he's already assuming who's underneath that mask. I mean, it may be all but confirmed that it's Travis Clouds, but what if it's someone else? You know, I don't think the Griffin Clouds can actually parse that scenario. I think he's just convinced 100% that this man is his brother, and that's just impossible. That's right, Tibbs, but who knows? I guess we'll find out at the end of their match this Sunday at Oops All Dudes, but another match we're going to be seeing is the finals of the King of the Steel City Tournament, a tournament that's taken uh, taken place over the past month to determine who will be declared the King of the Steel City and, of course, who will be the next in line to get a chance to face the JWF champion. And, of course, right now we've got the final semifinal match. We already know Canada Charlie, your boy, is going to be headed into that finals. We're about to find out who's going to face him as the Dylan takes on a man who, of course, uh, won the King of the Steel City Tournament last year, Guy Fietti. And now, Tibbs, let me ask you, who have you got in a match like this? Oh, boy, Sills, I, I really couldn't tell you. The, both of these men, they wanted for different reasons, and they're some of the best of the best. And all I can tell you is, I am scared for Canada Charlie, for whoever he has to face. This Sunday. That's right, and it looks like Dylan and Guy starting off with a huge lockup to start the match. The two behemoths struggling for power, going back and forth, but ooh, Dylan actually using his uh, quickness to jump behind Fietti, grabbing him in a waist lock, trying to pull him off the ground, but unfortunately for the Dylan, that big waist of Fietti allows him to bust out quickly before grabbing, grabbing him in a headlock. Oh my god, Tibbs, look at that beautiful headlock takeover from Guy Fietti pulling Dylan down. It looks like he's trying to wear him down, Tibbs. Mm-hmm. You see, he's bringing the Dylan down to a much more manageable level. The Dylan, of course, very tall man. And Guy Fietti, he's got much more of a lower center of gravity. That's right. But wait, now Dylan trying to use that height to his advantage, trying to make it back to his feet. And oh, my God, the strength of the Dylan as he actually picks up Fietti, landing a beautiful suplex on the big man. The strength of this man bouncing off the ropes and a Beautiful standing senton from the Lord of the Smart side. Oh, but wait a minute. Oh my God, Fietti getting his knees up from that senton. Kicking Dylan off of him. And let me tell you something. Dylan is landing with a thunk. That does not look good. I've never seen Dylan get manhandled like that. Ouch. Like I said, Guy Fietti, he knows how to bring his weight around and how to bring his opponents down to his level that's right now fietti actually pulling dylan back to his feet putting him up on his shoulders tibbs i think he's getting ready for that devastating move the food fight oh but wait dylan actually grabbing at the ropes managing to find his way off the shoulders of fietti guy attempting to retaliate but dylan with a huge kick to the gut and a quick irish whip into the corner and tibbs it looks like dylan's setting up for it that devastating move we've seen him win championships with the sick dick Kick! Oh, and he lands it perfectly straight to the groin of Fietti, but wait a minute, Tibbs. It looks like Guy isn't even injured. That was a straight shot to the dick, and Guy looks like he's just shrugging it off. 
Looks like guy came prepared, Sills. He's got balls of steel! Oh, it actually looks like it's something else, a cod piece of steel, and Dylan does not look good rubbing at his leg. I think he nearly broke his leg in half hitting that cod piece. Dylan now angrily shoving uh, shoving Shibata, yelling at him. Uh, I think Dylan thinks that that cod beast could be considered an illegal weapon. I mean, what do you think about this, Tibbs? Well, Sills, I, I don't know if it can be considered a weapon if Dylan hits it in the first place, but he did conceal it, so there's that argument as well. That's right. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> That's right, but Guy Fieri, oh, with a huge clothesline to the Dylan, but unfortunately, Dylan landing straight on top of Shibata, our faithful referee getting taken out by that clothesline. Now it looks like a guy trying to wake up Shibata, but wait a minute. Oh no, Tibbs, is that... Oh my god, it is. It's the music of candidate Charlie. Looks like the Canadian one coming out to the ring alongside his mentor, Felix Ball. And oh my god! Taking two steel chairs, assaulting those men in the ring, Tibbs. This is horrifying. Felix directing traffic, sending Charlie after both of the men. This is horrifying. No, what are you doing? This isn't This isn't how it's supposed to go at all. I, mean, I, I, I don't know. I guess Charlie thinks he'll be the automatic victor, uh, be immediately dubbed king of the Steel City if he takes these two men out. What, what do you think, Tibbs? All right, that's it. Give me a mic. Oh, okay. <sighs> Ball! Ball! Hey, you think you're real smart, don't you, Ball? Oh, oh, I see you. Yeah, old Tim stands up for a second. You start to run away from him. Oh, you think that just because these men here, you knock them down with a couple of chairs tonight, it means that they can't fight this Sunday at Oops All Dudes? Well, you're going to be wrong about that, Felix Ball. Because let me tell you something. Right now, Charlie... My boy attacking those two men in the rings didn't make your match at all this su- didn't make your match this Sunday easier at all, Charlie. Actually, it's gonna make it a lot harder. Because when you chose to follow Felix Ball, you chose the hardest and most difficult path. Instead of facing one of these men at Sunday, you're going to be facing both of them in a triple threat match. And the winner, the winner is going to be the king of the Steel City. And Ball, Ball, after this Sunday, I'm coming for you. Okay, Tibbs. Tibbs, calm down. Get down. It's all right. But I would come and fight you right now, but I stubbed my toe real bad coming to the arena. All right, Tibbs. Well... I mean, it looks like we've now got the final card for Oops All Dudes set as you just announced a triple threat match. Guy Fieri, the Dylan, and Canada Charlie all facing off against one another to determine the king of the Steel City and who will become number one contender. But of course, who will they be facing? We're going to find that out as Brunch Boy Baron takes on Blake Tanner. And then, of course, that amazing grudge match with a huge stipulation. The Hammerman may be unmasked this Sunday. If he, if Griffin Clouds manages to get his way. And of course, that's going to be found at Oops All Dudes this Sunday on the BS Network YouTube channel. Make sure to tune into that. And in order to find out what happens uh, with all of these people after this, you're going to have to tune in next time to JWF Monday Night War. All right, boys, it's been an episode. What did you learn this week? Oh, I learned that, um,. I might actually be able to go to uh, Crown Jewel because I live pretty close to Parts Unknown. Yeah.
Uh, I learned that uh, buildup is not necessarily a prerequisite to hold a women's pay-per-view. <laughs> and I learned that the views and opinion expressed by the Dylan are in no way reflected of Fight Boys of the BS Network. They are, however, reflective of WWE towards their own female talent. Yeah. Specifically uh, VKN. So Dylan can be found on Twitter at SexyChuckyT. Blake, where can they find you? You can find me uh, at Horseboy on Twitter. What? The guy who's lost his voice for some strange reason. Oh, yeah. Um, you can also find really me at Blake you would, I was really hoping you would change your Twitter account to just you wearing a horse mask. And like you were just rolling with that gimmick. Uh, that's going to be the newest JWF character. Uh, you can find me. Horseboy! Woo! You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter. You can find me at Blake A. Tanner. Um, I don't know why I repeated on myself because I don't think I'm that. Insta- Instagram, maybe? Yeah. Instagram's a thing, right? People use that. And you On YouTube at the Darkroom Vidya. That's Darkroom V I D Y A. And you can. Pu- you, got, you got a tout you want to plug? <laughs> tout! Oh, God, editing, that's going to be garbage. Thanks for that, Blake. Anyways, you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. And buy all my books on Amazon, the Quasal Corp Trilogy, and BS vs. the Gods. Or, since Dylan's giving me shit for not plugging them every week, go to audibletrial.com slash bsnetwork, get a free 30-day trial of Audible, and you can get a free copy of any of my audiobooks. The first two Quasal Corp books, BS vs. the Gods, is finally coming out. So check that out. Check out all the other shows at a load of pure BS com and remember to support either by picking up some merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com or of course patreon.com slash a load of bs and of course remember to rate comment subscribe leave us a review on itunes we need it more than i could say as dylan said earlier there's a baby coming we gotta grow this shit guys and you're the ones to grow it and as always you can find us at a load of purebs.com. Buy our merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boys Show Chuck Taylor, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life!